Hello, I'm Paul Cromford, an old fool that there's no fool like. And I'm suggesting that any fool can miss the wood, i.e. not see the wood for the trees. I do it all the time, usually with the printed media. The people who coin headlines for the front pages of newspapers are wasting their time with me because I just don't see those headlines. My eye jumps to the photos, the masthead, maybe the smaller news items. But for some reason, it won't catch the dirty great thing in 96-point type, screaming its alarmist message at the world. Maybe it's too big for me. The central character of my story strand that I now call Mythed also has arboreal perception issues, as you'll shortly hear. Remember how we left things back in Any Fool Can, Season 2, Episode 20? Mr Giggleswick, you've got a skeleton in your cupboard. I might have known. You've been so cagey about your past. Now I understand. And Luke, Clinton's come out of the shop and he's waving me corn plasters at us and he's looking horrified. And I've never known a vehicle to reverse as fast as this. Wish you to hit something if you're not careful. And Clinton hasn't even got his phone with him. I wish you'd stop so he could run and jump in. It isn't the day I was expecting it to be at all. And hey, and pipe down. I'm driving for our lives here. Well, I just hope we can stop off somewhere for some corn plasters. Well, let's resume. The story so far. Clint Eastworth, the tetchiest little man in the Pennines, had accompanied his mother and her mysterious American lodger, Harry Giggleswick, in a hired motorhome for a weekend break in Fairbourne, Wales. Now, having spotted two men he seemed anxious to avoid, Harry has driven away from the campsite with Mrs. Eastworth, leaving Clint standing outside the shop, stranded. I, I don't believe this. I just... I don't believe it. Come back and put me mum down. Come back, you wicked, conniving, nasty, redneck scoundrel. You can't leave me here. Pardon me, sir. What? I can't help noticing you appear to be distressed. Distressed? He's just buggered off and taken me mother with him. I don't know where they're going. I'll say I'm distressed. This he? Is it your rangy friend in the cowboy boots? He is no friend of mine. He's the bane of my life. And he's left me here, high and dry, with nothing but the clothes on me back. A copy of the Daily Express, a packet of corn plasters, and... And £2.90 in me pocket. It's despicable. Goodness, you are dancing on the lip of a predicament there, aren't you? Dancing? I'm hopping mad. What am I going to do? How am I going to get home? And where's that swine taking me, Mum? Tut tut. Quite a precarious state of affairs. Perhaps my associate and I can be of service to you at this awkward juncture. Pardon? Allow me to introduce myself, sir. My name is Aaron, and this is my colleague Phineas. Hello, my name's Clinton. Phineas, you heard the gentleman's tale of woe. I think we should offer to assist him. Okay. Assist me how? As luck would have it, Clinton, Phineas and I have just now concluded our business in this fetching corner of your wonderful island, and we are now happy to be on our way. Would you permit us to offer you a ride 
Eh, well, I won't say no. Thank you very much, Aaron. Eh, which way are you heading? Wherever you wish to go, Clinton. Phineas and I will be footloose for the next day or two until we next check in with our employer. We're free as the air. What do you say, Phineas? Okay. There. So, just name your destination, Clinton. Well, that's very generous. Very generous of the two of you. I wonder, could you drive me back to my home? It's about 150 miles, but when we get there, I'll make it worth your while. Spoken like a true English gentleman. Okay, shall we be going? Here's our car. Make yourself comfortable on the back seat, and just call out your directions to Phineas, because it's his turn to drive today. Eh, I didn't know Americans could be so nice. I'll pay you well for this. I'm sure the pleasure of your company will be reward enough, Clinton. Okay, Phineas? Okay. Have we seen the last of our little anti-hero in this life? Well, no, of course not. And here he is again a few minutes later, chatting with his two new friends as their car leaves Fairbourne. It smells very blokey back here. I don't know if you are aware. Blokey? Smells like somebody emptied a bottle of Old Spice all over the upholstery. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we had a little spill recently. Are you okay with that? Any respiratory issues or whatever? Oh, I'm fine. I was just commenting. It turns out to be very good at masking less pleasant odors, so what the hey? Second exit on the next roundabout, please. Okay. So, Clinton, tell me about your... Actually, can I borrow your phone for a few minutes, please? I haven't got mine. My phone? That bastard Giggleswick has abducted me mother. I'd like to call the police. I don't think that would be a good idea, Clinton. Pardon? In fact, I'm sure you shouldn't try to do that. What do you mean? Have you thought it through? For example, how do you know that your mother has been abducted? How do you know she hasn't gone willingly? Hey, that's my mum you're talking about. She's not going to let herself be swept off her feet by some grinning, smooth-talking, money-flashing... She's not... Um... Come to think of it, she does seem very partial to Mr. Giggleswick. Uh-huh. She takes his side every time we have a disagreement. And the way she sits gawping at him sometimes... Yeah? ...is sickening. All right, you might have a point about the abduction thing. Ugh perish the thought. Oh, Mum. My other point was that you might just be wasting the police's time. You see, Phineas and I believe we know where your mom's fancy man is heading. Oh, yes. Where's that? Your house. You what? Why would he scoot off with me, Mum, and leave me stuck just to... to go back home? Uh, is it just a... Uh silly prank across me. Oh, Phineas, sorry, you just missed your turn. I was distracted. Go round this traffic island, back the way we came, and look for your next right. 
Okay, something bothering you back there, Clinton? Aye, there was a huge ball of crumpled up duct tape sticking to me shoe. Oh, my apologies for that. My, uh, my kid was unwrapping his birthday present a few days ago. Obviously forgot to tidy up. Must have been a chuffing big present. There's yards of the stuff. Anyway, I was saying, why would Giggleswick sod off back home with me mum and leave me marooned? Was it childishness or pure spite? Not wanting to burst your bubble, Clinton, but I don't believe Harry's actions take you or your mother into account at all. Her being in the camper van when he took off is simply one of those things. You just called him by his first name. I never mentioned it. You know this ruffian, don't you? The boy is a sharp cookie, Phineas. He wasn't born yesterday. What you say, should we clue him in somewhat? Okay. Clinton, you're clearly a man of extensive intellect and cosmopolitan experiences. Well, I do like to watch the National Geographic Channel, and I have been to Ostend a couple of times. Exactly. So you won't be phased when I tell you that we, Phineas and I, are special agents of the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Uh, I don't think I will. No. What's that down there? Uh, why? Uh, when, are you, when are you planning to tell me that? Uh, I just did. Oh, I see. Uh, just a minute, Aaron. What is that in the other footwell? Keeps glinting and catching me eye. Take your time, Clinton. It's a tooth. I've just found an adult molar rolling around in the footwell. What was it doing there? Ah, that'll be my youngest again. He's losing his milk teeth. It's a blood-stained adult molar. No, Clinton. It's definitely from my son. He's very big for his age. Oh, I see. Was it him who made this big brownish stain on one of the seats as well? A brownish stain? No, I don't think so. Or have you two been having faggots in the back of this car? Keep your mind on the driving, Phineas. Okay. Did I hear you correctly, Clinton? Anyone could tell you. You shouldn't try to eat your faggots and gravy in the back of a speeding car. It'll go everywhere. Let us get back to the nitty-gritty of this situation. To wit, you riding in the back of a car with two FBI operatives who will very much appreciate your cooperation if you would be so good. Oh. Oh, right. Yes, yes, of course, Aaron. Uh, follow those motorway signs for eastbound, Phineas. Okay. Now, I'll tell you as much as you need to be told, and in return I would like you to tell us everything you know about the man calling himself Harry Giggleswick. Yes, Aaron, I will. Gladly. Okie dokie. First of all, you should know that Harry has been on the run for the last 19 months. Most of that time, here in Britain. Get away! A fugitive from justice! It's a little more complicated than that, but I will simplify. Harry was involved in a theft from a certain corporation, on behalf of a certain organization. He was hired by that organization to be the courier of the stolen items, and well, you can probably guess, Clinton. It's the age-old story. Is it? Um, which one? 
the story of the disappearing courier and the irate organization, not to mention the discomfited corporation and the inquisitive law enforcement agency. Oh, I see. No, I don't entirely. What sort of items did he steal? That detail you do not need to know. They're valuable enough, though. The corporation claimed losses of five million. How much? Inflated for insurance purposes, of course. The true figure is more like three million. Well, I'll go to the top of our stairs. He's kept that quiet. He only pays me mum 65 quid a week, the tight swine. It's our assumption that Harry concealed the stolen items somewhere in his lodgings. He would have wanted them near if he needed to skip in a hurry. Therefore, I'm guessing that he's going to drop your mom off at home, collect the goods, and skedaddle out of your lives forever. Strike a light. And he's got a head start on us. You'll never catch him now. No. Which is where you come in, Clinton. I would like you now to tell me everything you know concerning Harry. Don't leave anything out, no matter how trivial it seems. It could be a clue to where he keeps his loot, and we can be conscious of this while we're tracking him down. Eee, it'll be a pleasure to grass the bastard up. He's got it coming to him. Right. Well, I met Mr. Giggleswick for the first time in me local supermarket early last year. I was trying to buy some croissant, and he wouldn't shift out of the way. Forty-three and a half minutes later. And drove us to Fairbourne for a weekend break. And then today I went to the campsite shop and met you two blocking the doorway. And you know the rest. Oh, Phineas, can you pull in at these services, please? I need to have a tinkle. <sighs> okay. Oh, that was certainly a candid and exhaustive catalogue of the indignities you've suffered, Clinton. Much obliged. I hope it helps you. Right, are you getting out here? Stretch your legs. No, no, we'll just wait for you here. Oh, but Clinton, could you try and change some cash for me somewhere in there? I'd like these fifties changed for tens. Yes, of course, Aaron. I'll see what I can do. Shan't be long. Good God Almighty, what a tedious little man. Yes, never mind. He's given us enough to go on. Uh, special agents of the FBI? <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thing that popped into my head. Mr. Melchizedek will split his sides about that when we tell him. When's he arriving? He and Eli are flying in tonight, according to Zadok. Okay, so we'll just go back to the digs and wait for his call. Did you give the short ass enough for a taxi home? I think so. Then let's get the hell out of here before he comes back. The little twerp doesn't know how lucky he is. No, very few people seem to survive a ride in the back of our conveyance. Ha! <laughs> we should have eliminated him just for boring us. Faggots and gravy! <laughs> what next for the hapless Clint? Where has Harry taken Mrs. Eastworth? Why don't more people know about the M700 motorway? These questions may or may not be answered in the next instalment of Mythered, 
part of Any Fool Can Season 3, Episode 10, uploading in a week's time, Thursday the 14th of October. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Bye for now. Any Fool Can is a Paul Cromford production. I am that man. I created the characters and sketches heard in this podcast, and I hereby assert my moral rights to their ownership.